0: Sonny Yesterday my life Was filled with rain Sonny You smiled at me Really It's the pain Now the dark days are gone And the bright days are here My sonny one shine So sincere Sonny one so true I love Complain or explain You simply flip my game Like cocaine in my veins Love you everyday all up in my brain. Unlike that same old thing You bring me joy, no pain What's my name? can't get that way with you My son, it was so true Man, i look like a fool If it ever ran over you Enticed by all this fame But ground is still the same of my old flame got blown right out the frame. My aim, my game, no shame. Slide home, tap home plate. Feel me, I felt you. My sunny one true blue. I now see things clearer. Your face in my mirror. Reflection shine like mine. My is mine, just my kind. It's true, I fuck that fool. be with you, I do what it do. Never will I blow my
1: fuse. Never will I ever want to see the blues I want to is the joy every day that's spent with you. Let's take it to another black hole Sunny, get your first Let's skate Let's roll. Sunny. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're going to pump the brakes right there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Cata Player Play, and this is your host, Lamont K. Diddy Patterson, and I'm riding with my esteemed colleague, Dr. Matthew Anderson, you know who he is.
2: Yes, you do. Yes you do Happy New Year brother
1: Happy New Year to you And to all our listeners I hope wherever you are Wherever you be And whatever you're doing You're starting this new year off With a positive mind And a healthy spirit
2: That's a nice greeting For the new year Thanks for playing that song I love that song You do, I love that song
1: Oh I love that song too It kind of gets you Kind of get you up and going And kind of make Mm -hmm. you Want to go riding And let the windows down
2: it's particularly perfect for today since we're going to talk about soulmates, and that's the name of my soulmate, Sonny. So Man, that's especially what? special. But you knew that. I can't
1: wait. I can't wait to talk to our guest too because um, yeah. I want to know. I want to know how to attract your soulmate because a lot of guys <laughs> that I talk to on a regular <laughs> basis, they don't know what's right for them. They keep getting the same old thing all the time. You know, they just get it in different mm-hmm. packages. <laughs> you know, it's the same ingredients, it's well, just in different packages.
2: Well, I hope we get some, I hope you listen closely because that's what we're going to talk about. Let's, let Let me just check and see. Judith, are you with us?
1: Uh,
3: yes. <laughs> Hi, Matthew. Hi, uh, welcome. Mont-
2: welcome. Thank you. Hi,
1: Judith.
3: Hi, Happy New Year.
2: Oh, happy, happy new, new year to, year to you. To you. Judith, I'm going to uh, share with our listeners a little bit of information about you, and then we're going to have a conversation about uh, falling in love with yourself and finding your soulmate. So just give me just a second here and tell everybody who you are, and I'll be right with you. Today we have Judith Costa, who is an unconditional love coach, seminar leader, and speaker with a master's degree in psychology and psychotherapy. She helps people. To overcome their inner blocks to love and to find true love She uses different techniques such as coaching The Akashic Records, past life regression, astrology and dream interpretation Judith has been researching soulmates for more than 15 years And her work involves teachings about what is a real soulmate connection How to improve self-love and how to manifest the kind of relationship all of us want. Judith offers workshops and retreats around the world. And today, I'm going to repeat myself here, we are going to talk with Judith LaCosta about falling in love with yourself and also finding your soulmate. So Judith, welcome. We're really glad to have you. And I hope that you can really help Lamont with this. Boy, he needs some help.
0: Of course. I'm so
3: happy to be here and I'm sure that he will he will get a lot of ideas to
2: put in practice uh, immediately. Oh, that's, good. that's good. So uh, Lamont, do you want to start with a question or I have a bunch. You can start if you'd like.
1: Yeah, well we Since can start I'm off so with, here, just go right ahead. Well I guess we can start off with I guess the, the, the first question is um what is self? Love. I know a lot of people think they know what it is, but Judith, tell us what it is.
3: Yeah, self-love is a big concept. Usually is uh, it's not well understood because self-love is not only to have uh, self-confidence or self-esteem. It's uh, I like to see an image that there is uh, an author that talks about self-love uses, like the tree of self-love. Imagine that uh, self-love have different branches, like a tree. And when you Mm -hmm. work on any of these aspects in your life, the rest of the tree becomes bigger. The trunk is stronger. Then self-love, it's about improving the relationship that you have with yourself. And someone that loves himself or herself, it's that person that uh, chooses the experiences and the relationships in their lives that really reflects this love that they, they have for themselves then it's not only about taking care of uh, your body i mean we understand that we have to eat well or go to the gym it's not self care it's not only self esteem that is more related with uh, good things that we have and we believe about us it's not only to be able to express your needs and desires to speak up for yourself it's also about self forgiveness it's about uh, knowing how to set up boundaries and say no when you want to say no it's it's about uh, playing. Uh, We forget when we grow that uh, we have an inner child, and sometimes uh, we forget that self-pleasure is important. And self-love, it's all this together and more, and it's an important concept in order to find your soulmate, because if you don't love yourself, it will be very difficult that you find someone that can love you, because you are not going to be able to recognize this love coming from another
0: Mhm.
2: So you won't be able to recognize it And maybe tolerate it for very long I'm guessing If you don't love yourself It yeah, does no, like, quite fit
3: Imagine that you are needy That you don't want to be alone And you establish a relationship Then what you are going to attract is another person That doesn't love uh, herself or himself And it's also needy And you're going to establish a relationship But it's not going to work Why? Because uh, likes attract likes uh, it's, it's about energy. It's not about what you want, what you say you want in the other person. is that you will be attracted to someone and kind of magnetically it will match. But what happens with love is unless you love yourself, you cannot share what you don't have. Then you are going to be unable to love others. And everything starts within you, with the love that you have for yourself. And this has to be unconditional. Uh, I know that it sounds like so big because unconditionally it's like I love myself with everything, uh, the, the whole package, you know, the parts of me that I like and the parts of me that I dislike.
2: Well, how do you well, recommend qu- that people get to the the whole concept of unconditional self-love? That's a pretty big challenge, sounds like, to me.
1: Yeah, it's like I, the PhD. Without, without being <laughs> Without being considered selfish.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh no! It's uh, again. Uh, we have the idea that taking care of our needs and our lives it's selfish. But what is selfish is that just the contrary. Then let me say something that it's it's a silly example, but maybe uh, you will understand. Uh, the way we are raised, uh, usually, it can be because the way our family raises us. Uh, a lot of women has this tendency of putting others. Uh, in front of them, uh, behind. I mean, serving others instead of serving them herself, or
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it's 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 considered selfish because we don't understand that the first responsibility that we have is to take care of our lives. It's like when you are in a in a plane and the oxygen mask uh, falls. They say first put the mask even before you help your kid. Why, because unless mm-hmm. you are able to survive, you're not gonna be able to help the other person, and then you both are gonna die. then this idea of love is the same. If I don't take care of my needs and then I'm in trouble, I will need that someone that rescue me from my mm-hmm. life my my mistakes uh my state of health or whatever
2: so we don't we don't want to set ourselves up to be rescued, right.
3: No, we want to be happy. We are just here to be happy. And love, it's, it's the key to happiness, self-love.
1: Told you I wasn't selfish, Matthew. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I love me. Because I love me.
2: No, a lot I of people can be narcissistic I, or egoistic. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for him, Judith. I never know if he's taking his medication or not, so we'll see as we go along. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) He loves me. Well, I I think it's a good point. I think it's that uh, a lot of people do have a fear maybe of confusing self-love with being selfish. But I do understand that self-love is meaning to do things for yourself that you would do for somebody you truly cared about as opposed to uh, just holding on everything to yourself and never giving anything to anybody else because that doesn't make a lot of sense. So Lamont Lamont said at the beginning something I thought was important um, that maybe you can say better than I'm going to say, Lamont, but you were talking about guys who keep picking the wrong person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and I wanted to uh, double that with something, too, with Jews, too, because I wanted to know how does society play in this, too, because uh, a lot of people aren't happy with themselves mainly because, well, not mainly. It's one of the things is maybe their jobs, they're not earning enough, so they're not happy with themselves, or they're not happy with uh, themselves because of a weight issue, Um and it's hard for them to be happy with themselves. So does that affect them finding a healthy relationship right there because they're not happy with themselves because of those issues?
3: Uh, Yeah, self-love or the lack of self-love, it's the main cause of not finding someone that you truly love. And it's not about the weight. I know a lot of overweight women that are happily married and that have wonderful families, and they don't have any shame, and they are so happy with the way that they have. <coughs> I'm not talking about uh, health right now. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that they are happy with themselves. Then, as you as you said at the beginning, uh, we are so used, and society uh, or the way uh, we live uh, in society have the, have the tendency to blame everybody. It's like it's my boss' fault, it's my husband's fault. Mm-hmm. Then I'm lucky because the people that register and, and in the in the workshops that I teach and come to private sessions, usually they are in the point where they realize that all their love life, they have been happening things. They see some patterns, or they have an issue, or someone always uh, end the relationship, or they repeat this this kind of a pattern. They can be various patterns at the same time, but they realize that they are the source. What I mean is, when you take responsibility for your life, what this means is not the, the sense of feeling responsible and being guilty of anything, It's just the contrary. If you are responsible for your life, including your love life, that means that you have the power to change it. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Then when you are in a job that you hate and you don't do anything to change the situation, it's because you don't love yourself enough to take chances to do something about that. And I can explain this properly. The reason why I teach self-love is because I was the one that didn't love herself and I was in a relationship where I wasn't happy, and I didn't end it because I thought that love was something different. I was uh, having health issues, and I had to start searching for answers. I was depressed, and I didn't know what to do with my life. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I had a great job, and I didn't like it. Then there was a moment when enough was enough, and I said, okay, uh, let's figure it out what is going on here, because this is not the reason why I'm on earth. There has to be something else. And that was the beginning of my transformation.
2: Could you say something about that moment? You said there was a moment when I had enough. Uh, How did you get to that moment?
3: I think I get to that moment where, by accumulation, because when something is happening in an area of your life, but the rest of the things are working, you don't feel like making changes.
0: Uh, Yeah, I
3: don't have a boyfriend, but I have a great job, a career, lots of friends, and I'm happy. I'm quite happy. But when your marriage is not working, and your health is uh, compromised, and you have a job that you don't like, then something is wrong. (laughs) And sometimes we are our worst enemy. Really, we are. We do things to ourselves that we We'll not do, even to our enemies, the way we talk to ourselves, how judgmental we are with ourselves, that we
0: mm-hmm.
3: continuously criticize ourselves, not talking about forgiving, for forgiving others, maybe, but ourselves, it's so difficult.
1: I, li- I like to say a lot of times that we don't know how to get out of our own way sometimes.
3: Yeah, we sabotage our life very well.
1: Very well, well do
2: that. could you give us your definition, Judith, of what is a soulmate in terms of the way you think about it?
3: Yeah, I think that a soulmate is your eternal partner. And the soulmate concept includes uh, the idea of that we have had so many life, lifetimes, past lives, let's say it this way. Mm-hmm. Because soulmates are not together only to share their love they are together because they can help each other to grow. The purpose of mm-hmm. our relationship is not just to get married and have a house and kids and a wonderful family. Uh, we are here to learn, and we learn through our relationships. Then a soulmate is someone that it's, seems to have like, the key of your heart and can do things for you that you are not going to accept from any other partner. In mm-hmm. terms of helping you to transform your life and to become the best version of yourself.
2: Mhm. So you're saying that <clears throat> soulmates is or is a soulmate is a person that we've been with together uh, before.
3: Yeah, it's someone life? that has been with you in a past life that can be with you in the, this present lifetime, and for sure it will be with you in the future.
2: Is it? Is a soulmate a person who is necessarily in an intimate relationship, no. like a, a love relationship?
3: No, we have more than one soulmate, and the relationship can be of a different kind. Usually, what it's called a primary soulmate. Uh, I like a, like a category that uh, an author called Michael Newton has, and he says that the primary soulmate is usually a romantic. Uh, Partnership that we establish with this okay. person, but right. we have more than one soulmate, and a soulmate can be a sibling, it can be a, a very good friend of yours or a okay. colleague. Uh, you meet is soulmates this, in different moments of your life.
2: Is this relationship usually a comfortable relationship, or sometimes can they be very difficult?
3: It depends. Um, let me give you some details. I'm, I'm, I'm about to publish a book that explains all of these things. And it's very, it's very interesting because I have been doing interviews. Uh, I mean, of course, I have a lot of clients that found their soulmates, and I have stories. I have been doing this research of what happened with soulmates through times. And a lot of uh, times we met our soulmate. It can be the first person with whom you are establishing a relationship that you date, Uh, When you are so young, sometimes soulmates re-encounter in the second part of their lives. Mm -hmm. That means that maybe you have been uh, married, you got divorced, and then a soulmate in terms of romantic partnership shows up. Usually when there is a romantic involvement, the relationship uh, triggers things that you need to solve in order to improve your love life, Uh, past issues that you had or karmic uh, stuff that happens between you two. Um, sometimes we have a soulmate just to give us a lesson on how to improve the love for ourselves, as important as that. And
0: mm-hmm. it
3: seems that someone is trying to control you when it's allowing you to become independent and not codependent. When the soulmate relationship happens like a friendship or it's within a family, usually it's a wonderful relationship where there is okay. a depth, but it's totally different than other relationships. If you ask people, uh, everybody will, maybe not at a romantic level, but everybody will identify in their family or in their, in their uh, friendships someone that is special, that it's a soulmate. Well,
2: is it possible for a soulmate to be a twin?
3: Is it possible? Uh, I think that that's a different concept and we will enter in a complicated matter like what happened with the souls, why we mm-hmm. incarnate, and, okay. and uh, <laughs> all these things that I think that will confuse our our listeners more than uh, than that. But it, it could. I mean, we don't have all evidences. That's the reason why I continue doing research.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Judas, my question is, on uh, what to do when you have a soulmate, but how do we attract a soulmate or uh, how do we know what's the right relationship for you? Because most people end up in relationships that's not right for them or guys end up, like I said, with the same type of relationship, but it's just in a mm-hmm. different package. Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, there are two separated questions then. Let me start uh, from the beginning. How you... Attract your soulmate. Uh, A soulmate is someone that is vibrating at the same level as you. Then this sounds like, okay, what is she saying? What I mean is that we are talking about energy. Uh, There are some universal laws, like the law of attraction that a lot of people have heard of, um, that will say that energy attracts like energy. Then there is a kind of a process, let's say that there are three steps, where If you follow this, you will have a lot of chances to manifest this person into your life. And the steps will be that you have to ask for what you want. And we are used to ask, I want a car, I want a house, I want this, that. This is more or less um, easy. But you have to believe that it it can be yours. Uh, You cannot have those things that you don't feel that you deserve. And a lot of people ask for a kind of partner, but they don't believe that they are worthy of uh, being loved. They don't feel lovable. Then again, they cannot recognize this, this love. It cannot happen. Uh, there are more things uh, involved in all this process, but more or less it will be uh, what I'm saying. You, know, you have to ask for what you want. Be clear and specific and concrete. Uh, what kind of partner do you want? what you call the right relationship for you, how it looks like, how you want to feel when you will be with your soulmate. What are you going to do together? What kind of life are you going to create? Because the universe doesn't attend, doesn't help you to manifest what you say you want. It, it only listens to what is in your heart, this energy that you send all the time.
1: So, so the right relationship is relative to that individual.
3: Yeah, because you have to become the partner you want to be with. That's the secret of the success.
2: So that's a lovely statement. I like that one. You have to become the partner you want to be with. You mean in terms of how you relate to people and your values and the way you interact and that kind of thing?
3: No, it's deeper than that, Uh, is that, again, if you don't love yourself, for example, it will be difficult that you will, maybe you find a person, but it's not going to last. Uh, It will be difficult that you establish a relationship with someone that loves herself, because, again, these universal laws, uh, and the law of attraction is not the only one, work like gravity. Every time I open my hand and I'm holding a pen, the pen goes to the floor. It doesn't matter if I believe or not in gravity. It will happen every time. That's the reason why it's a law. Then with the attraction and the manifestation happens the same, but people think that following the three steps, this I believe, I accept that it's already happening, and I live by this means, that's enough. Then going to the second question that you ask me, I mean, how why we uh, end with the same kind of partner all the time is because there are some things in our way that we need to solve in order to prepare for the arrival of our soulmate and here is when we enter in this chapter of uh, self-forgiveness and forgiveness in general because if um, I'm still hating um, the last partner that I had because he betrayed me I'm in this uh, kind of Energy where I'm going to find someone that's in a similar state of mind, it's not someone that loves himself, it's someone that is stuck in a moment of time because someone betray uh, himself or herself mm. or. then it's, it's very, very important to complete the past, to look in our past experiences and to heal our wounds. And the, the way to do that is through forgiveness. We need to release. We need to understand, but we need to release and to forgive. And we forgive not because we are good people. We forgive because we want to set ourselves free. Free from what? Free from what, whatever happened between two people, because if not, we will be stuck in that moment in time and repeating the same thing again and again.
0: And yeah, then we ask work.
3: ourselves, what is happening? Why attract the same kind of partner? Because there is something there that I still need to
1: learn. Yeah, I guess that was going to be my next question. What happens when somebody loves somebody and, or, or loves someone and they continually love the wrong type of person that's just not good for them?
3: When you love yourself, you don't have this kind of problem because then for you it's easy to recognize a relationship where there is no love. Maybe there is attachment and there is lust or there is sacrifice, but it's not love. And I know because I did that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to define those, attachment, sacrifice, and lust.
3: A lot of people are together because they don't want to be alone. They establish relationships not because they really love the other person. It's just that they want someone to be with. They want a companion, but it's not uh, true love. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot of
3: uh, other group of people uh, that I have been working with, have the idea that sacrifice means love. And that's not true. Sacrifice is sacrifice, but it's not love. A, a relationship, it's... Uh, it's um, I don't know how to say it. Like when two mature individuals share the love that they already have, that means that it's between equals. We've, when we enter in issues of codependency that I have to stop being myself to be with someone else, then this is sacrifice. Does it make okay.
1: sense? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I do. we see people do that all the time. They um, stop being who they are to please or pacify their mate, and then they end up not liking themselves because that's not who they are.
3: It feels bad. There is a moment where you say, I cannot continue loving you, Because I'm stopped loving myself and I'm betraying myself to be in a relationship. And we want so desperately to get love from others that we sacrifice ourselves trying to get this love. In the moment you recognize that you have all the love, you're the source of love. All the love that you want is already within you. And what you do when you are in a relationship is to share it. Love is a flow, but the flow of giving? and receiving. If it's only 50%, it's not working.
2: Could you say a little bit more about what you meant by 50%? Yeah.
3: I mean, if I only give, 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 there is a moment where I'm empty.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Right. And
3: a lot of people can give, but they are not able to receive. Mm -hmm. Their heart is closed. Right. Then they go to a relationship and, and this happens a lot in the, in the classes. Someone register, is very interested, join the workshop, come uh, very enthusiastic, wants to learn. And this person realized in the workshop that what happened is that she made an agreement with herself or, or a guy. It doesn't matter. It happened in both cases. Because it was so painful, all the disappointments. And, and the betrayals and the problems in the relationships that they have, that they just close their heart and throw the key into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Then what, disagreement is What did you mean agreement?
2: That by I agree- decide yeah. that
3: nobody is going to hurt me again. Okay. Then when I decide that, I kind of put a stamp to make it official. And then mm-hmm. it happened seven years ago when I broke up or I... Uh, got divorced and I have forgotten I don't know that this agreement is still in place and it's sabotaging Mm. my relationships because it's an agreement with myself but it can be an agreement with others a lot of people are married with their parents and there is no space for a partner right for a different kind of family circumstances Mm
2: -hmm. so you said a person needs to learn how to, to give and receive
3: Yes, you have to be able to uh, give love, but also to be sure that your heart is open to receive. Because a lot of people are too afraid that when they go into a date, they don't say that, but their energy speaks for them. And what the energy is saying is, even before this is starts, just in the first date, I'm so afraid that you hurt me. Then I have all my defenses, I put a wall between the two of us, because I'm not sure, because I believe that love hurts, or it's dangerous, or it's painful.
2: Well, that's a dangerous thing to think, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but we have a lot of unconscious beliefs about what is love, what is a relationship, how it should look like. And again, one of the important things that in the work that I do is to help people identify and release all these unconscious beliefs and patterns, because when you are aware at least you can act in consequence and you can catch yourself, oh, I'm putting this wall again because this is not healed i'm gonna I'm gonna put down the wall because I feel now that love is safe, that loving is safe
1: that's interesting then that, because a lot of people come into a relationship with a force field of or they bring a lot of baggage um, with them, or they put uh, a whole bunch of tests together for their new mate, you know, where they have to do this or do that so they can feel safe and secure with this person. But um, one second, Judith, I think we have somebody else uh, that might want to join the show. Let me see who this is. Let me let them in. And I was just going to... Safe for all our listeners to call at number 646-929-2870. If you would like to join the conversation, just press number one on your phone, and we'll be glad to let you in. 347, you're on.
0: Yes,
4: hello. Uh, this is – hello. Yes, we can hear you. This is Joan from New York again. Hi, Joan. Hello. How are you? I have I have a question. Um, I was brought up to to serve because I was brought up in the era where uh,
1: Joan, the women were. Can, one second, Joan. Can you turn down your TV in the background, please?
4: Okay. I was brought Thank up so to. Uh, yeah, I was brought up to serve because I was brought up in the era where the women were uh, second. uh, Hand uh, citizens, you know, uh, yeah. like around 1950, 1940. So uh, now I still do the same thing. I'm more happy at giving than receiving. And if somebody feels like they love me, I don't feel like I'm worthy. In other words, I I, I feel uh, like I have to push them away because I don't know what they expect of me. You know how much they I should give and what I. You know, I, it just scares me because I don't know the boundaries of love. Like if I sometimes somebody loves me, then I give too much because I like fall over my own feet. You know what I'm
3: saying? Yeah, I understand perfectly what you mean. And um, I will recommend you to cultivate the love for yourself because love has no boundaries. I mean, you can give as much love as you want, but you have also, as you said, not to be able to create it within you then if you cultivate the love for yourself, think that the most important relationship that you will ever establish is the relationship with yourself. You are with yourself 24 hours a day. Then when you learn all these things towards yourself, it will be easy for you when you are with a woman to show love because you will practice all these things first with you. Does it make sense?
4: Yes, yes. I have to practice
3: Yeah, we are here to learn. Uh, Earth is just a a school.
1: Yes, yes.
4: Okay, thank you so much.
1: All right, thank you for calling, John. All right, thank you. So how do people, Judith, prevent themselves from bringing old baggage to a new situation?
3: By uh, looking at themselves, one of the exercises that we do in the in the workshop is make a list of all the complaints that you, not the other person, you had in your previous relationships. And the reason why we do that is because from this list, you will identify what is not working within you. Then, when I say, for example, uh, my partner didn't pay attention to me, and uh, If I translate this and I ask the person, okay, when you were in this relationship, how was the relationship with yourself? They say, oh, I abandoned myself totally. Then we ask the other person to give us what we are not giving to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Then uh, there are, as I said, unconscious patterns and beliefs that when Mm -hmm. they are identified and this is what requires a little bit of attention and, and, and work. And and again, I mean, I hope that when I had all these problems, there was this How to Find Your Soulmate worship or Fall in Love with Yourself. I was living in Spain and, and there was no not such a worship. But I did the process on my own, reading a book here, a lecture there. Then it's about being like a detective of who you are and investing time on knowing yourself. And don't be afraid of changing and transforming yourself every day because, as I said, we are here to learn and and relationships are just laboratories of the spirit Think that there is no missing time in relationships because what you learn from your last partner has to help you to become a better partner in your next relationship. That's the intention and that's the reason why There is no lost time.
2: Judith, could I ask you for a moment to talk about, um, since it's in your bio, to talk about Akashic Records because it sounds like that's something you use in talking to people about their relationships. And that's something that uh, I'm I'm just curious about what that means and what you do with it.
3: Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, way uh, that I have to help people because, it's totally different from the other tools that I have, the coaching, the astrology, the dream interpretation. The Akashic Records are like the book of your soul. Imagine that there is a virtual library out there where the book of the soul of each of us is in a shelf. Then what we do in this kind of session is, with your permission, we go and we pick up the book of your soul, and we open it in the page that contains the answers to the questions that you present then the Akashic records are protected. That means that uh, I cannot open them without your permission. I will open them with with a prayer. But you can ask anything. It's like an oracle open for you to ask whatever you want. What is the purpose of your life? Why are you having problems to find your soulmate? And it's not only about receiving information or guidance. You can ask about an action plan, a decision you have to make, and also you can get healing. The records can help you to get forgiveness, but also to release anything that is in your body, your emotional body. They are so powerful that they even work at subcellular level. That means clearing uh, DNA. Then it sounds like science fiction, but it's a very, very easy uh, session in terms of helping people. How do
2: you learn how to do this?
3: Uh, I went to a certification. There are four levels. In the first one, you learn how to open your records. In the second, you learn how to open the records of others. And then so on and so on. There is a, For people that are interested, uh, I was uh, I did that with ARCI, this Akashic Records Consultants International. They have a website. Mm-hmm. And anyone can do that. Uh, a lot of my clients have done the level one to be able to work on themselves by uh, having the help of opening their Akashic Records.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So it's kind of a, would you call it a kind of a uh, meditative or psychic process?
3: Uh, You have to understand how the information comes. It feels different for everybody. For me, it's like I listen, like I'm listening to a radio. Um, I'm not doing anything in the session. I'm just a translator between the questions of the client and the answers of the masters of the kashik Records. Mm-hmm. Then you have to be sure that you are neutral and non, non-attached uh, to anything because your ego has to be totally out of the session. I'm not elaborating. When I'm teaching workshops or in a retreat, um, I may say that I, I choose the program and I give some examples, but when I'm opening an Akashic uh, records, um, I'm I'm just a a translator, like someone that helps uh, get the guidance, but uh, nothing else. Mm-hmm. When you do it on your own, sometimes it's more difficult because you have to deal with your own stuff,
1: and right. your ego can be uh-huh. in the way. Yeah,
3: but it's another way of knowing yourself in terms of uh, self-love. I also use astrology in the same way. I don't I don't do much predictive astrology. I use the birth chart of uh, as a tool uh, of self transformation to know who you are in essence, and it helps mm-hmm. a lot when you when you know why are you here, what what uh, what are your tendencies, your challenges, no? It's like to have a map, and when you know where is the mountain, where is the where is the river or the desert, no? You have to save water because now the desert is coming, and it helps you to go to navigate through your life with this.
2: So um, you have a, you also use dream work to help people with their relationships?
3: Uh, yeah, because uh, let me tell a, a, a brief story. The, the reason why I'm doing all the work that I'm doing is because so intense was my desire of kind of finding my soulmate or demonstrating that my ex-husband was my soulmate, because this is what I thought, that... I kind of manifested a person that I already knew from from a past uh, relationship into my life. And because I was married and he was married, I think that the easy way was that he appeared into my dreams. Mm -hmm. And that was the reason why I started studying uh, and reading every book that I could find in Spanish about dreams. And I did this Master uh, of Psychology and Psychotherapy based on the teachings of Carl Gustav Young, this colleague of Freud. Okay. All right. That's the reason why I work with dreams, and I teach a workshop on dream interpretation to help people to, to have a method to approach mm-hmm. their own dreams, because dreams contain a lot of important information. The only thing is that they speak in symbolic language, in the language of the soul, then Sometimes they they say things very clearly, but uh, sometimes you have to decode their meaning. And people Mm -hmm. don't have time or they don't know how to do that. And and let me say that they are very, very interesting. And I I want to uh, invite our listeners, when they go to sleep, if they are trying to find their soulmates, one of the things that they can do is to put a notebook and a pen uh, in the nightstand And write a statement that says, I want to meet my soulmate in my dreams, and I want to remember the dream. Don't forget to ask for that, because a lot of people complain (laughs) because they say, I don't remember the
0: dreams. (laughs)
3: Then write that, and give it a try, but not for one day. I mean, just repeat the exercise, and tell your unconscious that you are really, really interested in in getting the information about how your soulmate and you are going to meet. And let me tell you that this works. I have been doing that for years, and a lot of people have success. You can visualize your soulmate, or you can dream awake or sleep with your soulmate, even before you will met in meet in real life. Then so you encounter... dream
2: yours? Yeah. Go ahead, Lamont.
1: No, I just, I'm just listening because I've had problems remembering my dreams I'd have them but you know when you wake up I don't remember what they are I, I say that I'm going to write them down but, but never do just, it. <laughs> it just never actually happened so should you wake <laughs> up right at that moment or uh, I mean, yes
3: in the moment you get up and go to that's the reason why I say put the notebook and the pen in the nightstand
1: Oh, and even God. something in the page where you have to
3: write, if not dreams disappear, you go to the bathroom, when you come back, the dream and gone. is gone. And
1: gone.
3: Sometimes it's good even don't move. Just stay in the position when you open your eyes.
2: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's
0: true. Really. And do, <laughs>
3: like when you fish, you know, when you are fishing, mm-hmm. go backwards, like remembering the dream, like fixing it in your memory. Stay there for some seconds and then write whatever you remember. Don't add anything. If you remember five lines, okay, it's fine. If you just have an idea of what it was about, because this will tell your unconscious that dreams are important for you and we, you will start remembering more and more. When I started this, I was like everybody. I mean, I remember one dream uh, once in a while, some of them important or uncomfortable. Uh, now I can remember three dreams in the same night. I don't get up at 4 wow. in the morning to write them because uh, I don't want to. But I use—I uh, have a lot of journals, and I i still work on my dreams.
2: That's a very good
1: practice. Yeah. I, think I know it's... I've
2: had a lot of – go ahead, Lamont. Sorry.
1: No, I was going to say I think we have another caller. Okay. Okay, 111, you're on.
5: Hey, Diddy. How are you doing? This is Joe. Thought I called Hi, hey. thought I'd and find out how you doing. Oh,
1: good. How you doing, Joe?
5: Not bad, not bad. So, um, mind if I ask your guest a few questions?
1: Absolutely. Go ahead, go ahead. All
5: right. Now, if um, you counsel people on how to find relationship, um, good relationships, does that necessarily mean... That it has to be founded upon romantic, uh, a romantic foundation.
3: No, a soulmate, as as we talked before, can be a, anyone in your life. Doesn't need to be a romantic. And I have to say that I have most of my clients are singles trying to find uh,
5: mm-hmm.
3: the right relationship for them.
5: And for but for them, wouldn't they be looking for the opposite sex, romantic type of relationship. No, I have no? a
3: lot of clients that are gay even transgender
5: well okay but I mean they're looking for some sort of sexual relationship founded upon their their particular sexual preference
3: no or a companion my my client is 72 and Uh he is looking for a soulmate
5: okay well I missed the beginning of the show so maybe the soulmate definition is different than what I assumed it would be yeah
3: but for a lot of people soulmate it's like too much then I say just when I say soulmate you say the right relationship for you And it will work.
5: Mm -hmm. Okay. But most of your clients, they may or may not be looking for um, a type of other-sex or same-sex relationship based upon the normal mores of our society?
3: No. I have a a lot of different kinds of clients, and uh, I'm happy to have this diversity. And I'm not only focused on soulmates, even though my work started in this area, and it's what changed my life. Mm -hmm. I also work a lot in self-love and happiness. There is a connection between self-love and happiness that is very important. And some of my clients just come because they want to love themselves better, and they they want to know how to do that. What is this unconditional love uh, idea?
5: Oh, okay.
3: After that, they find better relationships, but but the love for yourself will transform every area of your life, not only your relationships. All
5: right. Um, So a certain percentage may want a romantic relationship, but you're saying also that a certain percentage, they just want a good companion. It doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic-based type of relationship.
3: Yeah, I cannot tell you percentages, but let me tell you that I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. My foundation is I'm a coach, and a coach doesn't give advice a coach help you to achieve your goal, whatever your goal is, to find your soulmate or the purpose of your life, then when people arrive to me, I help them to achieve whatever they want. Because my expertise, even though I have been doing a lot of research in, in soulmates and I love the concept and the idea, I, I feel like I'm an ambassador of love, if I can say that, with, without uh, being composed. But the idea is to help you, to take you by the hand and to help you arrive wherever you want to go.
5: All right, so that means you could or maybe you wouldn't necessarily define yourself as a relationship coach then.
3: I'm not a relationship coach uh, because I don't deal with relationship uh, problems in general. My focus is in helping people to understand what is love, how to find true love, and how to love themselves if i have to define that but i have so many hats and because i have so many tools like the past life regression therapy dream interpretation the astrology the akashic records and the coaching i have so many different kinds of clients with so many different issues and uh, again if if the law of attraction works i they arrive to my life because we have something to do together
5: Mm, no right. the way I believe. Okay, sounds good. But all right, uh, that's it, uh, Teddy. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, uh,
1: our co-host, Dr. Matthew Anderson, is the
5: relationship coach, if you want to ask him a question.
3: I will refer uh-huh. everybody to you,
0: Matthew. Oh, okay.
5: <laughs> so you would be the relationship coach, then.
0: <laughs>
5: not you, I mean to the, me. uh, yes. the, the co-host. You're talking to me. You talking yeah. To me? Yeah. yeah, you're talking to uh-huh. me. Well, are you uh, the narrow now? Okay. <laughs>
3: I help Lamont to find true love, and then if he has problems in the relationship, he, he calls
0: you Matthew. He can call me, right? Nah. <laughs> yeah,
1: call <laughs> <Good> Matthew. <idea. laughs> uh, oh boy, I I'd, be, I'd be crazy I if now. I to that hard. <laughs> That's crazy. <good
2: enough. laughs> I don't know if I want to work that hard.
1: Yeah, I'd be <laughs> in trouble now. Oh, <laughs> you
0: mean mm-hmm. being... What's
2: up?
5: <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Well, okay, well, you had on the guest. I just wanted to find out what she was about, but, um, you know, if you had more time, I certainly wouldn't mind directing my questions towards your co-host, but I don't know if you have more time. But um, I'll can. i just hang on and
1: find out what Well, he's here. He's here every week. It has been here for quite a while now, so you're the one that's been missing in action, Joe. We've been here.
5: Yeah. All right. Well, good. Well, Well, you can call back
2: any time, Joe, and uh, I'll be happy to answer your questions.
5: Okay. Today cool. I just g-
2: want to hear everything, Judith has to say.
5: Yeah, I'll just hang on and listen. Okay. All right. right. Thank you. Thank Joe. you.
2: Sure.
1: All righty then. That was great. So, Judith. Yes. <laughs> I lost my question.
2: <laughs>
3: it was an important. He then. got all,
2: He got all shook up, Judith, when we started talking about. Getting a soulmate for him.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, Lamont, I, have, Lamont, I, have, I, have, for I haven't found anybody that loves my Vienna casserole and my oyster soup with uh, wait a chitlin wait a with chitlin soup. What souffle. kind of
2: cat? Wait, wait a minute. I'm getting nauseous here. What kind of casserole?
1: Spam and Vienna sausage.
2: Oh God. Judith, Maybe Judith that's you the need problem. to start talking <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Is that why I can't oh, find
1: boy. a soulmate because they don't it. like my
3: yes, cooking? Yes, I'm pretty that's sure it. that uh, everything I've said is not important. The casserole
1: is the problem. Oh, oh wow, man. I, you know, I make I make some hell of a pig feet jello. In
3: my uh, Jonathan, in my list, definitely
2: not on his medication today. <laughs> definitely, no. In
3: my soulmate no. list, I asked for someone that uh, loves food and, and cooks so well, and uh, mm-hmm. it's what they got. And then
2: That's great.
3: You have to put someone that really loves your casserole.
2: Well, I'm I'm hoping that uh, Lamont will look deep in his heart today, and he wants <laughs> a soulmate. <laughs> If he wants a soulmate, we'll start asking the
1: right questions, you know. Because Do, do, I have, do you like Vienna sausage? Do you like spam you know souffle?
2: I'm. I'm just tell you one thing. I'm gonna. T- I'm sorry, Judith is now out of control, but <laughs> I just want to tell you one thing. I was 25 years old, standing in the grocery store, looking at that thing that you're talking about. Before I realized I was pronouncing it wrong. It's not Vienna. It's Vienna. Oh, okay. I Vienna, grew up in South Vienna. Carolina and I said Vienna sausage until I was twenty five and I thought, I can't believe I've always been pronouncing that wrong. It's Vienna. It's named after the city. And you okay. call it Vienna. That's the start. I
1: mean you gotta name Well I know it what it they are, they're little hot
2: dog looking things. <laughs> yeah, little hot dog looking things. They come with this creepy little can and nobody calls it food not food. Well anyway I guess that's why that I'm
1: womanless cooking. Because they that, don't that's like not my the cooking, cooking that, but that's okay.
2: that is not the reason That is not the reason that you're womanless And I'm hoping that you've been listening to what Judith said She gave you some good advice
1: I'm, I'm going to take love her yourself. advice I'm go- So thank I you do love <laughs> Thank myself. you guys That's that's the problem I do love myself I love myself no, not? and I don't care this is not a problem. My, Lamont this nobody, is not a
3: problem Right. This gives you 10 points already.
1: Thank you. I don't care if nobody eats my Viena sausage but me.
0: <laughs> good. good. Hey,
1: Judas, tell everybody where they can get in contact with you, your books and your email and all your contacts. I'm not listening to Matthew no more because he doesn't have a good taste for my cooking.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> if anyone uh, want to know more or... They need anything. They can send me an email to Judith M. Costa at hotmail.com. Judith is J-U-D-I-T-H, M as in Mary Costa, C-O-S-T-A at hotmail.com. The website is exactly the same: uh, www.judithmcosta.com. And they also can find me in Facebook, Google Plus, uh, Pinterest, Instagram, and all these things where I constantly uh, post. Uh, interesting stuff about love and relationships and soulmates and self-love. And I will be happy to connect with uh, anyone that is interested. You can also subscribe to my list, and I will keep you posted about the retreats and the workshops and the lectures that uh, I'm giving. We have some events, uh, interesting new events for 2017, a retreat in California and another one in Palma de Mallorca in Spain of one week, Plus some uh, interesting workshops in Miami, New York. All the information is in the website.
1: Yeah, we definitely want to come see you when you come to uh, California and, and Florida.
2: I live you in Florida.
1: You. You
3: and I would Florida? be happy to meet you guys.
2: You live in Florida, Miami. Oh, I'll have to visit you. I'm I'm in Coconut Creek, right near Boca Raton.
3: Oh yeah, it's 45-minute drive. In
2: backyard, yes. Yes, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get Let's together and we can talk about what's wrong with Lamont, right? uh, <laughs> yes. uh we
1: go, we I don't know what you're talking about. We're gonna get together and go fishing. Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: Well, Judith, thank you so much for being with us and it has uh, been a for pleasure. answering all our questions. It's been lovely having you.
3: It has been lovely to be being with you guys and thank you for the opportunity to share what I what I
2: do and what I love. You're very welcome.
0: Yes,
1: thank bye you. Bye bye so everybody. Much. And the show will be available before you go, the show will be available shortly everywhere worldwide, um for the people that didn't get a chance to uh chime in or listen to the beginning of the show, it'll be available shortly after and uh, Matthew will be sending you the links to the show, so you can send it to whoever you choose. Hey, Lear.
2: Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to all. And we will be back next week 2.30 PST. And I forgot Matthew's time zone, but he'll be here with
2: 530. me. 5.30, <laughs> <laughs> 5.30. 5:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes. Yeah, yes. We go Revenge Day. I knew you would do it. I knew you
0: would do it. Yes. We love well, I hope you, you have a wonderful
2: 2017, brother. And I hope uh, you learned how to cook something better than pig's feet and fight in a sausage. Oh that's
1: God, pig's
2: that's feet. Fam. That's pig's oh, feet jello. Pig's feet jello. Oh, Get it
0: right. Oh no, I going to just. I'm
2: sorry. I was just flashbacks. Oh
0: boy, I'm to ride with Yesterday my life was the drain. <laughs> sonny, you smiled at me really. Ate the pain. Now the dark days are gone and the bright days are here. My sonny one shines so sincere. Sunny one so true. Complain or explain, you simply flip my game like cocaine in my veins. Buff you every day, all up in my brain. Unlike that same old thing, you bring me joy, no pain. What's my name? We get like, it, man. We get like it, man. can't man. get that like way man. with you, my son. It was so true, man. I look like a fool if I ever ran over you, enticed by all this fame, but ground is still the same. A mile flame.